0: Hello! Welcome to this week's episode of the Empowered Artists Collective Podcast. My name is Jennifer Apple she, her, and I am so excited that you have come back. This week, I talked to a dear friend of mine, a castmate from our time together on the Bands Visit Tour, Sarah Kappner, and I have her on to talk all things voiceover. As you will hear in this episode, Sarah has a 20-plus year voiceover career and she is the co-founder of Via Workshop NYC, which is a one-stop shop for all things voiceover. So she has a ton to share with us in this episode, ranging from insights to various aspects of the industry itself, to tons of tools about ways to submit, the do's and don'ts that she has seen throughout her long career. So if you have been thinking about getting into voiceover or you are already doing the thing, this episode is for you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. I am with someone who knows me quite well. <laughs> we were on the road together for almost a year until the pandemic shut us down on tour. Um, the one and only gorgeous, incredible human with the most amazing haircut at the moment... Ah! The lovely Sarah Kapner. Hello. You.
1: Hi. I literally just had like one I have like one rogue bang hanging out of my headphones, and um I really hope it's not gonna be killing my vibe for this podcast. Hello, everybody. Hello.
0: Um, anybody who does tune into YouTube, you can see Sarah like, acutely <laughs> adjusting this little hair. I mean, do. look
1: at it. It is so aggressive. It. Okay, she's, no, she's it's going away. She's going she's away. She's really cute. Thank you. Um Hi, how are you today? How are you feeling? How was the world for you? I mean, I feel good. I think. I mean, it's a lot better. I I was having a really hard time at the beginning of the year. I don't. Yeah. I, I think just like everybody with having to go kind of quote unquote back inside or whatever yeah. that was. Um, just really hard adjustment adjustment. But I think things are picking up. Spring is kind of starting to sprung and like. Yeah things are getting better it feels and Hopefully, people are yeah, like, a little a
0: little happier I feel like smiles are like returning behind or when when and if you see people's faces uh, beyond <laughs> their masks maybe sort of um I realize like nobody doesn't if people might not know who you are so like I totally skipped that because I was like oh yeah I'm just talking to you like, <laughs> <a> person <laughs> so for people who don't know you oh who gosh. are you today
1: how dare okay well hi guys my name is Sarah Kapner like Jennifer said we toured this beautiful country that we live in for I think a little over eight months maybe nine months. Um, I think it was ten. Wasn't I, it? You're right it was ten um, with uh, the band's visit. She was the Anna to my Julia and we skated across the country together. That Many did. would say not so well but we did it. Have, we did that. It, it happened. It definitely happened. Yeah. It's wild. Um, I fell every single night. Spoiler alert: if you go see the show, purposefully uh, you
0: This wasn't like a. This wasn't like she was terrible. She like yeah. purposefully fell. It's yeah. part of the I, it was choreographed. But great. you
1: should definitely go see it because it's still touring the country, and they have an amazing cast. It's some some of those uh, who were on tour with us, and some great new people. So you should definitely go see it. Anyway, about me, <laughs> I uh, I think we're gonna talk a lot today about voiceover. So I will just mm-hmm. start with. I'm a voice actor in addition to a regular actor, and I've been doing voiceovers since 1998. Uh, So way, way more than half my life, not Mm -hmm. to give away my age, but um, from there, and I will obviously talk more about this, but from there I started acting professionally as a child, and I was on Broadway at age 13, yes you
0: were yes you were get that card
1: in middle school (laughs) um (laughs) and uh yeah kind of just kept working from there took a little break to go to college I went to Fordham University in New York and have still been at it ever since and you can see my credits listed on Jennifer's little blurb but yeah um, show notes I'm sure we'll talk. Yeah, show notes—that's the legal term. Um, I'm I sure we'll talk it. more about. I don't know what is now. Um, <laughs> we'll talk more about it—a uh, uh, career stuff uh, as we go along. But uh, yeah, I live on the Upper West Side with my husband and my mm-hmm. little kitty cat Peta, and I own my own uh, voiceover studio called Vo Workshop NYC.
0: Which is awesome and we'll completely talk more about that.
1: I guess I want to
0: like just throw us back to you as a kid. How did that even begin? Were you one of those kids that was, and I feel like I, we, we kind of talked about this, but like on our own, but were you the kid that was like screaming into a foam mic and your parents were like, this is her calling. We must put her into voiceover land or were you, what, how no, did that? Oh,
1: not really. It kind of just, because I was so young, I mean, I, I was like eight. Um, yeah you know, we weren't like really fully formed, we're babies. So uh, my cousin was doing this like after-school theater program and my parents knew I was outgoing and I would sing, but nothing, you know, crazy. And they tried to get me into this after-school program on Long Island where I grew up. And then um, there was an opening, so I took it and I just had the best time. And the woman who ran the school, Wendy Taubman, it's called Stars of Tomorrow, um, she kind of noticed that there was something different, I guess, about me than the other kids. And so she was in touch with agents and managers from from the city, because it was only like a half an hour from the city. And a manager came to see our recital and picked me out of the bunch and said, yeah. I think you're really great. And um, I would like you to meet with a agent in New York City for commercials because I think you're adorable I mean I was like this little pipsqueak I had these huge speckled glasses which like I definitely got bullied for like later but at this time it was still like very cute and I had these little teddy bears on them and I had these blunt bangs I was like a very cute little child and so she was like you need to be in commercials because you're so cute and whatever, yeah, and so adorable. So that's how I started out, and I met with CESD, who were ended up being my agents, my commercial agents for like twenty some odd years. And um, I met with them, and they said, "Would you be interested in doing voiceover as well?" And I was like, "What's well, voiceover?" And so I kind of learned. And so I always say, you know, now with via workshop, and when I talk to my co partner Emily, it's like. Uh, my dad had been telling me for years t- to teach voiceover. You should teach voiceover. And I was like, what, what would I possibly teach? It's mm. just, I just do it because I learned voiceover along with writing script. Like right. it's just a part of me at this point. And so I was like, I don't even know how I would teach it. But then I met Emily and we here kind we of are. came up with the technique together. And yes, here we are. So uh, that's kind of how I started. And so I, I actually did voiceover voiceovers and commercials for, I would say like two or three years before I ever stepped foot inside an audition room for anything else. So it was kind of how I got my foot in the door. And then I started auditioning for theater work. Um, So that's kind of how it started.
0: It's so wild because I feel like that's so not the usual track for many people where you usually, yeah, you get in from theater. You're like the kid who's at community theater and like, oh, we spot you. And then the next thing you know, you have an agent or manager who's like, oh, we can also, frankly, make money off of you by you doing these other things. Like, let's throw it at you, not the other way around. Yeah. Did you meet other fun friends when you were that age who were doing the voiceover thing too that you still…
1: Oh, yeah, I actually do. Um, Speaking of, um, do you know Melissa uh, May Gold? They sound familiar. She's going to be in How I Learned to Drive on Broadway. Uh, And that's somebody who was with me at the very beginning. And we still are friends today. I mean, we haven't seen each other in a while, but we keep up with each other. And we have such a long history. Like, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with uh, the TikTok personality Shelby Young she's Mm -hmm. very big into voiceover she's got like I I think at this point over a million followers on TikTok because she does impressions and she does animation and she's I mean an amazing voice actor she was around when I was a kid lots of famous people too who ended up becoming you know names nowadays but started in commercial and voiceover and we did commercials together I did a lot of on-camera commercials too when I was a kid I did like uh the got milk ads that used to be do you remember there was like the guy in the big bottle yeah yes. I did that I did like uh the Hess truck commercial the Hess truck those were yeah
0: that jingle was a bop total bop
1: slaps total to this day truly so I was in those commercials as a kid so I being a kid actor you end up you know, meeting all these other kids who are doing it too. And, you know, my parents always felt very protective because my parents are just like the most normal. I mean, people, you know, my parents, they're just like Upper West Side Jews. And they're just like, I love it. My dad retired. I have two older siblings who are much older than me. So my parents are older. No offense, you're still young to me. The (laughs) 70s, the new 60. don't worry. Um, But my dad had the time to take me into the city to go to these auditions. As a matter of fact, uh, I'll always remember where I was on September 11th because I had two uh, voiceover auditions that day. And wow. I, I would always leave school early to do these voiceover auditions because it's not like it is now where you just pop into your home studio, which we'll talk about later. Um, you had to go into an advertising agency or a casting agency and you had to uh, show up, even if it was just one line or one word or whatever. And so I used to get picked up from school early a lot to go wow. into the city and do these voiceover auditions. So I had two that day, I remember. And I went to the office because my mom said, meet me at the office at one o'clock. And so I went to the office to get picked up at one o'clock. And they were like, you're not going into the city today. And I was like, wow. what? And they were like, yeah, your auditions are canceled. And I was like, what do you mean they're canceled? Auditions are never canceled. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went home, and my mom told me what happened. So, I'll like, I'll, I'll, it's, it's wow. like that deep, you know.
0: Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so this has been a long journey. Well, let's skip forward now <laughs> to we are, and I feel like I want to talk more about tour with you, but like we're in voiceoverland now, so let's just like stick we here. We can still
1: talk about tour later. We should. If um, the people want to know. They probably do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're not going to spill the tea. Maybe we will. I don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen. In no rules here. No rules. Um. Let's let's skip forward now to when you and Emily decided to um, start this incredible. I guess you call it. Is it a program? Is it an organization? Like, what are we legally now?
1: We're calling it a studio. I think studio. Cool. Yeah, we're calling it a studio. Um, What what happened? How did you and Emily
0: get connected? Like, why did you decide to finally listen to your father saying you should be teaching (laughs) now?
1: Yes. Um, Well, as you know, uh, we lost our jobs.
0: (laughs) Did we? You and me, Uh, specifically? We were on that. We lost ours? Yeah, cool. Just
1: just the two of us, really. Just us. No Um, one else. So Jennifer and I were on tour with the band's visit, and um, we got shut down and i came home and you know at the time just flashing back to march of 2020 not to like trigger anybody but uh, go, going back to March of 2020, we didn't know how long this thing was going to last. Yeah. I mean, we thought it was two weeks. We thought it was maybe a month, maybe two months at at, at Well, they maximum. told us to pack
0: up our trunks. Like, they were like, yeah, come back up, pack up your trunks for three weeks. I remember that specific phrase. We'll come back in April. We were like, cool, 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 three weeks. I can leave this type of thing for three weeks or I need to take this because this will go bad.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I left a lot of my makeup there yeah. that got got sent back eventually. But yeah, it was just so crazy. And we were all kind of, you know, Needing a break at that point in the tour. So we were kind of like, all right, y'all, see you later. Peace. And then, like, we never saw any of these people again. Just kidding. Peace we forever. saw a lot of them. Yes, yeah. <gasps> Oh, God. It's funny now, but like, oh, my God, was it not funny for oh. so long? Um, I just
0: remember, I know I asked, this is going to be the most ADD episode. I'm so sorry, friends. It's who I am. um But like, I just remember <laughs> being backstage saying goodbye to like band members as they were packing up their stuff on the side and it was this weird thing where we were like I guess I'll give you a hug like I truly like I just viscerally remember seeing some of these people being like
1: bye Jennifer remember when we went out to dinner it was the last time we were in a restaurant for like Jennifer and me and a couple of other people from the company went out we were like Wow, show's closing. Let's go out and have a drink and like get some food. And we went to a restaurant. Like not, we were like, well, COVID didn't reach Pittsburgh yet. Which like, of course, it did. Of course we, it did. We know that now. We know that it did. But we were like, sorry, COVID's in New York. It's not in Pittsburgh. And we like went for food and a drink and like could have, you know, gotten COVID. I mean, but we also, I at think you point, and I but,
0: flew. I think you and I flew from flew- New York that Tuesday. And I remember we were wearing masks at that point.
1: I wasn't wearing a mask.
0: Or was I I know for a fact I was wearing gloves or at least I used we Lysol were, wipes.
1: You and I wiped down our plane seats yeah. and we we wiped down everything. We were ferociously hand sanitizing. Well, because they had and already remember, in the theater
0: like given us all the hand sanitizer for the past couple of weeks.
1: They gave us a lot of stuff. We weren't doing masks yet because I remember remember there was a girl who was coughing on the flight like a couple seats yes. ahead of you and we were Redhead.
0: like Redhead.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're like, She has COVID, we're gonna die. Yep. Um And yep. then somehow we, we, didn't we didn't get COVID. And to this day, both of us have still not gotten COVID, which is please best...
0: knock on the wood everywhere that we are.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, but truly. also it's like who even knows anymore? It's crazy. Anyway, so we lost our jobs and I came home and we didn't know how long this was going to last for. And obviously Broadway was entirely shut down because at that point I think the only other tour that was still out I remember my friend was on the Saigon tour Ellie Fishman and uh, she was like I I think we're okay and then like three days later they closed too so um, I emailed my voiceover agent so the way that it used to be not not anymore and we can talk more about that later it used to be you would go away for a gig you would book out you would say see ya I'll be back in a year and then you check back in when you're back in town and they start sending you out again I emailed my agents and I said hey guys like long time no see I'm back from tour Mm -hmm. and we had been in touch because I had done some work on tour which you knew about but yeah um so we'd be in touch. so it wasn't like totally random but it was still random and so they were like yeah Sarah we have the business is still happening send us a sample from your home studio and we can get you sent out and I was like home what home Mm. who I'd been in this business for 20 some odd years and I had never had to have a home studio I mean we had a microphone because for, su- for auditions that were self record it was just good to have right. but we didn't have a studio it wasn't tr- we had, didn't have anything treated or anything like that and also a, f- a phone voice memo was something that was totally acceptable to right. send out so it, it not anymore obviously but it was a different it was a different landscape and people were figuring it out as they went along so you know the commercials don't stop just because the world stops they still have Mm -hmm. to get this done so everything's switched to home so my husband RJ who's also an actor and we have the same um, agents we did all the research we ordered more equipment well we started with some starter equipment that we already had Mm -hmm. we got a couple of things we cleared out an entire closet and for those of my friends who live in a big city you know closet space is precious this was a big freaking deal yeah Emptied out a closet, did the research, treated it, and started auditioning, and we've been working ever since. It's amazing. So, so it's been, it's been a lot. And so Emily and I met. Pivot back to your question from an yeah. hour and a half ago about truly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hope y'all are still <laughs> um, hanging in for wherever the journey was. For sorry, this guys. This <laughs> no, is just sorry, what it's sorry. gonna.
1: This is just what it's gonna be. This is just what it is. Um, <laughs> so Emily and I met. Uh, About two months into quarantine, I got a phone call from my agent who was like, girl, I think you just uh, hit the lottery. And I was like, say more. Um, Rockstar, for those of you who are familiar with the video game company, they do Grand Theft Auto and um, Red Dead Redemption, all those games. They called and asked if I would come do their latest – expansion pack of grand theft auto 5 and i can't i can't talk about too many details because i signed seven thousand ndas and they'll come to my house and murder me Mm -hmm, yeah truly but emily and i met doing that project which was a very small 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 skeleton crew and there were only a couple of us hired and she and i uh connected right away Mm -hmm. And we met doing this crazy thing in the middle of all of this craziness after, you know, we hadn't seen anybody for months, not even our own parents. And then all of a sudden we were together every day and we became fast friends and she, everybody would tell her to do like voiceover stuff because she has just like this lovely, smoky, amazing quality. Yeah, it's amazing. Everybody would always be like, pretend you're on a podcast. And she would be like, next week on who you were. And everybody was like (laughs) so obsessed with her. And I was like, who is this bitch? I'm the voiceover queen, not her. And we became really good friends and we started talking about it. And we kind of discovered that I was helping my friends get started into voiceover since it was legitimately the only thing happening at that point. We were the shoot that we did for um, Rockstar was like, I think one of the first approved shoots during the pandemic. So that still wasn't available to people. It wasn't. Um, Broadway was still very much shut down. I was helping my friends get started in voiceover. She was getting her friends started in voiceover. And we just put our brains together and we're like, I think we need to join forces on this and create something. So we created VoiceOver Workshop via Workshop NYC. We brought on Mike Safalo, who was on tour with us in the band's mm-hmm. visit because he's great at sound engineering. And we made this studio and we've offered all sorts of classes on how to get started in voiceover.
0: Yeah which I've taken, and I have my reel from that as well. So, And you're it's... like
1: the perfect example of what we do. Jennifer came to us. She was like, I want to get started in voiceover. She took our classes. She built a reel. And then she got a top voiceover agent in the city. That's what we do. I did.
0: I did. I have yet to book.
1: <laughs> you will, girlfriend. You will. It's a numbers <laughs> game. It's a marathon, not a sprint.
0: We'll talk about that too. Um,
1: tell me how you
0: feel teaching now because that was something that you were not sure about how has that been putting that on for yourself on for size
1: great question I never had the call to teach ever Mm -hmm. it was not something I was interested in I love taking class yeah but I don't usually love teaching. I also think it's an oversaturated market. And I think that there's plenty of amazing teachers out there. And I didn't feel like I wanted to teach unless I had something to say and something different. And I noticed that there was a a gap in this market. There are a ton of voiceover coaches out there. And we always tell our clients, go take with them because their perspective is going to be different than ours. But we really didn't see people talking about how to actually do it, how to set the home studio up, how to network in a freaking pandemic, how to get representation and also the rules. Right. I think there's this um, kind of I wouldn't say gatekeeping, but there there is this certain like expectation that you should be somewhere before you even get a coach and some coaches are like well you don't have a home studio well you don't know what a slate is right well you don't know what a spec is Mm -hmm. and well you're not ready you're not ready for voiceover so it's it's kind of cutthroat out there and we really wanted to make it accessible we really Mm -hmm. wanted to make it accessible for people that want to work in these big markets like la or new york and you know be in in Canto, and be in you know all these owl house and all these amazing shows that are happening but we also wanted to teach people who just had an interest or just or live in a smaller market and want to pursue voiceover on a local level voiceover is one of the widest industries you can voice an animated character but you can also be the voice of a voicemail or you can be the voice of an elevator or you can be the voice of a train Or, you know, or, and, 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 and there's e-learning and there's ADR and there's, I mean, there's so much, it's actually insane. You don't have to be signed with WME, voiceover department, in order to succeed. I know a lot of people, and Emily knows a lot of people, who don't have agents and just self-submit, and that's their full-time job. They don't have another job. It's about hustle and it's about knowing the ropes, and so we we wanted to show people the ropes.
0: Well, without, obviously, people should come and take class with all of y'all, especially if you're starting out. But I guess just like as like a teaser or just like a hint or however much you're comfortable sharing for people who say are new to voiceover land and they are perhaps feeling the like where do I begin? I don't have the thing. I don't know these terms. I don't know the, I don't even know what to buy. I don't want to spend all the money. All of those, like what do you recommend if somebody is not, say, in a position to take the class or if somebody does take the class or before the class? Like where, where does one begin?
1: I love that. No, and I'm not about gatekeeping voiceover, so I will tell everything. Um, But there is so much free information available to you online. Just starting at YouTube, there is, and and TikTok, there is so much content out there with what voiceover is and how to get involved. All you have to do is do a Google search, how to get started in voiceover, and thousands of pages will come up. Well, because Where, that's
0: overwhelming, like, how do you then from there, like, know what's actually credible?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I think that as you start to read more, you want to trust, you know, your sources. So... Backstage, SAG-AFTRA, Variety, Deadline, Playbill, one-on-one, Actors Connection, any of those places that have any kind of free content um, will be trustworthy. You know, obviously, if you go in a Reddit group or a Facebook group, that's all open to interpretation. So you want to kind of just proceed with caution. I think actors are smart. Like, you'll know when something doesn't feel right. So. Just, you know, when you're doing your research, make sure you're looking at a trusted uh, source that's vetted by other people. I always, something that works for me is asking other people who I know and like, did you, have you worked with this voiceover coach? What do you think? Do they seem legit? Um, Looking on their website, seeing if they have uh, credentials and they have videos and reviews out there and recognizable names that they've worked with stuff like that I think that's how you can kind of weed through the yeah the film
0: I feel like there's also, that's just not even just for voiceover, it's for anything. You know, I have yeah, totally. some clients of mine who come to me and they're like, well, I've taken all these classes. And it's like, well, did you vet these people beforehand? Or are you just like, if you if money's no object, like you live your best life. But like, who are you talking to that made you choose this particular coach, right? Like it's not a one size fits all just because every single person says that this is the person. It might not be the person for you. Oh, absolutely. You know, and so really doing like the exactly like you were saying, though, the people who you trust because you share an aesthetic, you share an opinion, you share a vibe, you share and energy you know like there's a lot that can be relatively damaging if you just throw yourself into it and you're like trusting well they're, they're told that this was like the best one I should go here it's like well mm, I totally. don't know it's best for you
1: and I also think you know we always say something that we say in in our studio all the time is take what you need and leave the rest I think Same. that's actually mm-hmm. um, an AA thing that I've I, I don't have that but like I know people who do and that's something that's said in AA a lot take what you need and leave the rest Um, and what you say is maybe won't work for everybody and coaches that say that this is the way that this has to be done. Of
0: course,
1: (laughs) of course, there are standards like, yeah, for example, if you make your own reel, you are going to crash and burn. That is a no. Like, like facts are indisputable, obviously. But if somebody is saying I've had so many clients that come to us and was like, so and so said I'd never make it in voiceover because I have a lisp what? That's insane. There's room for everybody. So if something seems off to you, then it's off and you should not coach with that person.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, completely. So going back, so Googling is a really helpful tool. What about for like the actual gear itself, which I know for me was like a,
1: what is this? Yeah. What is that? Again, uh, all all we did was do research and now yeah. we're compiling all of that research and giving it to you and yeah. telling you what we learned. So yeah. ask your friends who have studios, who maybe aren't coaches and just ask them what they learned. That's a way you can save money on doing it. Um, I can't promise they will share it with you, but yeah. <laughs> you know, you can ask. Um, YouTube, YouTube, mm-hmm. it it is an amazing free resource. I could plug us and say we have our own Home Studio 101 video on our website for money. Um, You could buy it. It's $29, which is a bargain. But it's also available to you on YouTube if you want to do the research. But again, it's good to have somebody reputable that you trust to start off. So maybe – Spend the $29 on our home studio stuff. And if you still need more information, then go to YouTube once you know the principles right. and can get started. Also, uh, another free resource, which a lot of people don't know about the SAG After found- Foundation. Do you know about this?
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So the SAG After Foundation is not just open to SAG After members, it's also open to um, actors' equity members. And they have a section of classes called uh, VO Labs. And it's strictly for voiceover, and they have open forums where you can ask any home studio question, any editing question. They bring in casting directors, they bring in other teachers. But I will say, even then, and they are fantastic, and this is not to, not to knock them at all. But I went. You have to take a intro course, mm-hmm. like a introductory like course that everybody has to take, and I took it because I wanted access to the VO labs. Yeah, and they said never use GarageBand ever 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 and I was like why (laughs) and they were like it's just not good and I completely disagree I've used Mm. I've used GarageBand and it's ended up on in national commercials on the radio tv on the internet everywhere so I knew that that wasn't true so I was able to filter but yeah. I, so again, it's like you're going to get all of this information from everywhere and it's the same as anything else. It's the same with Broadway, off-Broadway, regional, TV film, everything. Yeah. Everybody's going to have their opinion and what's most important is that you trust your own opinions exactly. and what you yeah. know too. Mm-hmm.
0: What about the like commercial slash animation slash, you know, like audiobook land of things? Do you recommend that people just – try on whatever for size through, you know, say, you know, like their own submissions? Or do you feel like people innately have a more one type of voice for each type of thing to start and then should kind of navigate through that first and then navigate elsewhere?
1: That's such a good question. That's such a great question. It's a totally personal journey. Mm-hmm. And I say that, what, what I mean when I say that is, I've been in this business for a bajillion years. I've come across almost every voiceover avenue there is. Mm-hmm. I I mean, maybe that's every like major mainstream. market yeah. mainstream. Like, you know, I've done radio. I've done ADR. I've done uh, jingles. I've done, I mean, demos. I, I mean, it just it runs the gamut. And I did my first audio book in quarantine because that, that became available to me. Yeah. So I think you go where the wind takes you, especially if you sign with an agent. They're gonna have all these opportunities for you if you make it a vi- if you make it clear that you want to do those things. If you're like you know I have a I have an interest in ADR ADR if if you don't know what that means it's um, audio dubbing recording I think, um and you are dubbing over somebody's voice that already was in the project. So that could be The best gig I've ever had was being part of a loop group. It is the best gig in the business, and if you get an opportunity to be a part of a loop group, oh my god, god bless you. Tell the audience
0: what a loop group is. A
1: loop group is you are doing the voiceover for the background actors in movies and TV. So you go into a studio with a group of actors together, and they throw the movie or the TV show up on the screen, and you watch scenes and you try to figure out what the people in the background are saying because they're not on mic, only the principals are on mic. And you, it, the job is to make it as real as possible. So it's all improv and there are different ways of doing it. You can go two by two, you can do general walla. you can do all these, different, all these different tactics to get those. And some of it is more general and some of it is more specific. And so if you have a specific skill set where like you can sound like a, like a young girl, a little girl, Right. If you can sound like a little girl and or a little boy um, and they have this little kid and they didn't like the way that they sounded and they really want an adult to come in and dub over their voice. If you can do a young sounding voice, that's your specialty. And you can say, you know, and you don't have to have a specialty in order to be able to do it. But and you get paid a day rate, which is, I think, up to like 952 or something like that. And you qualify for residuals. So I amazing. have like ten residual checks waiting for me to cash. And they're not like crazy. I mean some no, of them but can money be, is
0: I mean some money of them is can money. be
1: really nice. Sometimes <laughs> like a thousand dollar check will pop up in the mailbox from a job no. I did six years ago on Kimmy Schmidt where I played a bunch of screaming teenagers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, and then some of them are like one cent, and you're like, guys, yeah. really? You
0: went through the paperwork to give me the one cent. Like at this point, keep. I the do cent.
1: think SAG-AFTRA has an initiative where you can donate anything under five cents. I need to actually look into that and do that because it's. They should. It, they come up it's, a it, lot. It like saves
0: a tree. I feel like if anything, it actually is like everyone's benefiting. You don't need to send me the check. You don't need to go through the paperwork. <laughs> like we all win for that five. Those five cents totally like, hold off for <laughs> it's climate so change.
1: Stupid. That's um, outrageous. But anyway, so yeah, so so there's a lot. And some of it, some of these things are only available if you have an agent. But a lot of other things are available when you don't have an agent and you can self-submit.
0: What are some starter self-submitting sites that you feel are vetted and appropriate?
1: Great, yes. And I will preface this with you should not be signing up for these sites unless you have familiarity with the voiceover sector. So if you are listening to this podcast and you're like, voiceover sounds lit – amazing get into a class do your research doesn't have to be with us can be with another fabulous coach out there Mm -hmm. um but you don't want to just say oh I'll just I'll just submit for the show that's like saying um I'm gonna go audition for a Broadway show and I'm not gonna have a book and I'm not gonna bring my headshot and resume and I'm just gonna go in and see what happens it's the same thing so there's just things that you need to know about how these things function so but that being said Voices.com, Voices123. Voices.com is uh, specifically non-union, so if you are in SAG-AFTRA, you can't join or you shouldn't join just because it won't be worth, worth your yeah. time. Uh, Voices123, Backstage, Actors Access. There are also some specific audiobook websites. Audiobook work is fantastic. If you like to read and you like to hear your own voice, um, you should do audiobooks. I personally like it's not my journey I've done them um Mm -hmm. but I I don't find that it is the right fit for me very specifically I really enjoy doing children's books but the 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 more
0: why Sarah do people think you're young
1: jennifer's saying that because my botox looks amazing
0: yes queen
1: we um although that. i'm gonna save a lot of money on botox i was gonna, gonna say now you don't
0: have to now with the bangs
1: i know it's very good it's gonna save it's great a lot of money. yeah uh anyway so yeah audiobook is great uh Dayon audio is a great place to submit for audiobook d-e-y-a-n i think great so she knows how to spell cool yeah. Uh, uh, it might not be correct. Um, I, no,
0: nobody knows. We'll find out. We'll put it in the if,
1: if you Google Day on Audio, like, it'll come up. You know what cool. I mean? Um, Ahab is Penguin Random House's, like, interface for where they – interface isn't the right word. But their their website where you can submit. And they're mm-hmm. always looking for people. That's how I got my audiobook And it's fantastic. I mean, you get direct access to the producers at Penguin Random House without an agent. I mean, that's phenomenal. And then there are the other – Audiobook websites like ACX, which is a big one. And those websites also don't just have audiobook. Some of them have scripted podcasts. Some of them have other opportunities. Uh, so it's, it's worth it to check those websites out. There's a lot was, of them.
0: That was so helpful, y'all. I hope you took notes or just rewind six times <laughs> to write all these down. Um, of the classes that you all offer just for for the sake of me to ask my question just can you just like run down all the classes you offer at the moment
1: yes i, I have can. a question coming i love this i literally I think all my friends and my fa- family are so sick of me talking about VO Workshop because it's all I talk about. So this is like but my it's awesome. dream. <laughs> I know. This is well, my dream this is, to just talk you're here. about it. You're um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's literally all I talk about. Um, so we've actually streamlined our classes because, you know, we are new. It's mm-hmm. only been two, like a little less than two years, and we're trying to figure out – You know, as working actors, what is the best use of our time and also what do our clients want, need and deserve? Mm -hmm. So what we're doing now is we are doing four intensives a year. We have two commercial intensives and two animation intensives and they are designed to get you started in your career. So we teach audition technique, script analysis. We bring in an industry guest and we help you build your home studio. We walk you through the rules and the trades of the game. And so when you leave, you have a really good idea and really good knowledge of how this business works and where you fit in it. We mm-hmm. do a ton of one on one coaching in each of those classes. And at the end, the best part is you get a real So if you're in our animation class, you'll leave with an animation reel and we do it from your home studio via Zoom. And it's designed that way because that's how the business is working right Mm -hmm. now. We're doing this on Zoom. It's not easy. You know, you guys work hard on figuring out how to make this work. And it's the same thing with voiceover. I did a commercial the other day for KitKat and I was in my studio doing it. The client was in LA, Chicago. The, uh, the, the audio engineer was at his house. So we were okay. all over the map. So you need to know how to do that. You need to know how to record on Zoom and give a quality sound and also record on your end at the same time. So it's design. So when people come to us and they're like, we really want in person. It's like, I hear you. And we, we will probably offer that soon. But the business is not in person. We are doing what reflects the business. We need you to be prepared. This is all very intentional. So in animation classes, you get an animation reel. And the commercial classes, you get a commercial reel. I love that. What has been one of your – if you had to pick a favorite moment in
0: a class that you've had thus far or with a client one-on-one, like what is like a standout moment that you're like, I will always remember this forever?
1: Yeah, um, I have a a client who is fantastic and he came to us uh, just with the want, the will and the need to work and the drive. He took our animation intensive and had some experience on his own with submitting but never anything uh, super mainstream and he came to us he took our class and he followed all of our advice and now he's working with my agent yay and i could not be more proud could not be more proud and you know we don't refer our clients to our own agents because it's a conflict of interest and it was just something that we decided we were doing and i think our agents also appreciate that we don't do because there are so many ways to go about it and it would just, it's its a better yeah. i use of our time to focus on helping clients find their voice rather than make introductions. Mm-hmm. But we do open the door for a lot of opportunity and we educate about a lot of opportunity and how you can meet these people and how right. it would work for you to meet these people because every single person is different and we love strategy. And so I encouraged I I encourage everybody after they leave our classes to go now take spend your money and take with casting directors and agents and start making connections now that you know the rules now that you know the ropes now that you know where your voice fits go meet people go network and so he met my agent in a class and she reached out to me because she saw my name on his resume and she said what do you think of this guy and I said obviously he's fantastic and now they're working together so I love it it just it makes me so proud
0: I love it what is your favorite thing to teach of the things that you just listed
1: oh man oh man that's so hard it's like picking between my children
0: yeah we know
1: my non-children but you're you're
0: not actual children except for PETA (laughs) and only PETA (laughs) and PETA always
1: yeah um I I gotta say commercial just because I love teaching with Emily Mm -hmm. and not that I don't love teaching with Mike Mike and I teach animation together but um you know Mike's a busy man we don't always get to be graced with his presence yeah um Emily and I have really built such a strong foundation in terms of commercial. And we are at this point, we can just like read each other's minds. We're at that mm. point in our relationship. And we just love teaching together and we work off each other and we really, we really just like key into each other's brain spaces in a way that's really special. And so I think I would say commercial. But animation and commercial are just like two totally different yeah. skill sets. Like Emily doesn't teach animation because not because she's not fantastic and she doesn't do animation, but she just feels like I should be doing that on my own because I have a little bit more experience than her in that arena. And I don't want to teach audiobooks, so she does that. Mm-hmm. So we know each other's strengths. Um, but I do love animation too. It's just it's a totally different skill set. Animation is is telling and commercial is selling so it's just two totally different yeah skill sets it's like dancing and acting not every dancer can act and not every actor can dance
0: or not every person can roller skate you know (laughs) (laughs) just to bring it back I've been full seeing circle, people, truly, I've been, like, seeing people roller skating, just not, not that roller skating needs a moment, but, like, I've been seeing people roller skating, um, like, on the street, and it it fills me with a certain feeling. Like, I, I it like, I don't know how to label it. Um, I don't know if it's, like, triggering. I don't know if it's, like, you know, like, sentimental. Like, I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's definitely, like, a visceral, like, my body feels something when I see a pair of roller skates that I- I,
1: I literally have a like crease in my stomach, a permanent crease in my stomach that will I, I don't know if it will ever go away what? from bending down and doing my skates. It's literally right where I bend down
0: I'm, to like lace I'm up my dead. skates.
1: It's, it looks like I have a six pack and I certainly do not. But it's because my tights where right, I had my right tights there. on, mm-hmm. they were squeezing my skin. Cute. So now I have a permanent line in my stomach from bending over to put my skates on eight times a week for 10 months.
0: Yeah. What we do for what we do for theater and jobs. Um, My my other question for you. What are the like major do's and major don'ts?
1: Great question. Great, great question. Do's know what you're good at if you don't if you're not a great singer and you want to do animation, and an agent asks if you sing. Don't say that you can sing, because then they're going to submit you for stuff, and then they're going to expect you to sing, and then you're going to be freaking out, and then it's not going to be good for anybody. Yeah. Know know what you're good at. Know your limitations, and I promise you, the agents and 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 the clients who, if you're self-submitting, they want you to be the per the voice. So make it easy for everybody to pitch you. Make it easy for yourself to pitch yourself. And if you can't do a certain accent, don't try it. Just don't do it. It's If if you don't have it, don't worry. I, I, sometimes I'll say, like, they'll be like, this is a Scottish accent. And I'll be like, yeah, guys, I don't know if I can do that. But mm-hmm. I'll look it up on YouTube and let you know. And then I'll circle yeah. back and be like, this is going to be a pass. As Mm -hmm. much as I want to audition for the series regular on a Netflix show, I look, I could easily for an hour go hire a, a accent coach, a dialect coach, sorry, and try to get it. Um, but oftentimes, these things are such quick turnarounds right. that, like, you just need to know your skill set. So, number one, know your skill set, know what you're good at, and not that you can't attempt to do something that you've never done before, but just like know what you bring to the table when you come in. You have your strengths, that's what mm-hmm. makes you you. So, what are those strengths and how can we showcase them? Number two, do not make your own real. I will say it again. Don't meek your own, un- real. Leave it. You want to the try a different accent
0: for that as well next time, or um
1: <laughs> I'll do my research and hire a dialect coach and get back to you. Thank you so much. um I I really can't stress it enough. There is just there is just a standard in this industry, and you're not going to be able to meet it yourself unless you have been doing this for a bajillion years, know how to mix, and know how to pick and write copy. I can't even do it by myself. I need a sound engineer. i i mm-hmm. don't I don't qualify for that the way that our sound engineers do, Mike and Patrick. Like, so just 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 unless you went to school for sound engineering, please don't do it. There are standards. Those would be my big two. Great. my my dues would be it is worth trying this. It is absolutely worth trying this. It is another way that we can use our skills as actors to work. I It still mystifies me that this is not taught alongside like the triple threat curriculum. If you have to yeah. wake up at 8 a.m. to go to your ballet class in the morning, you should have to go to a voiceover class as well. This is And I'm not making any promises or guarantees, and that's a big red flag, going back to the red flags before of what you should look for. If somebody is like, learn how to make a hundred thousand dollars in your free time i'm never gonna tell you that right It it's competitive and it's hard and it's just as hard to book a commercial as it is to book a broadway show that's how competitive it is yeah. but if we're selling that dream of can i book a broadway show then you should be able to also sell the dream of booking a voiceover because it's not a dream it's a reality for hundreds of thousands of people across the world so yeah you should be getting up and trying this and do again doing your research and finding coaches that are accessible and available and ask who your friends go to and try it you you never know what could happen
0: i love that i love that so much um so first of all thank you for like sharing all the vo stuff thank you um Y'all clearly like, obviously, Sarah is a dear friend, but it's also and also selfishly like I went to them to get myself started with all my voiceover (laughs) land. But I will say there's something really magical and wonderful about how you both are approaching this as a um, as a gateway into and demystifying how overwhelming it can feel. And I feel like y'all are making it so accessible um, and doing so in a way that is not holding people tight and it's saying go fly wherever you need to if it serves you elsewhere Um, and I just think that's such a wonderful model for people to be entering into where they don't feel like it's this you know oh, I'm here now and I'm stuck with these people forever it's like no like start with us and if it doesn't work go elsewhere if it does keep working with us we support you whenever however and it's just a really wonderful model so I'm excited for y'all yeah going back to just like general life what about for you on a personal level artistically what is inspiring you
1: good question Jennifer good question
0: I think we like think to make our people think here <laughs> just yeah and this ponder is, their lives this
1: is hard because I, I do feel like to a certain extent you know we've all been in this like hamster wheel of fuckery with like mm-hmm. the pandemic and are we in are we out is there work is there not yeah. so I would say like artistically to be totally honest like like getting people started in animation really brings me a lot of joy my best friend came over last night uh jason and he is starting to get into animation for the first time and he was like yeah i have to send in this audition to this agent and i was like i will not let you go in blind to this i i yeah. refuse and he came over and i we were literally in my studio which i'm in right now if you can see this is a the band's visit blanket. I, see. I see that. Blanket. Use what you've got use what you've got um And I literally sat on the floor while he did his audition and I, cause he didn't, he he like has, doesn't know how to do garage band yet and stuff like that. And so like I was in, in here sitting on the floor and I was like, this is really special. Like this, Mm. you know, I, I feel like I got to spend time with him in the studio, help him find these characters and find his, and, and find his voice and put his stamp on it and and be supportive but also like help helping him to hopefully get this opportunity so sure. that he can also pursue his dreams and make money and all all of the things. So, I would say like sharing 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 this gift of voiceover with other people is honestly Aww. inspiring me. Sarah? Are <laughs> you we going to cry? I might I are mean we- like I do every day. So, <laughs> oh my god, welcome. Um I
0: I feel like we've shared the tools and tricks and all this in the depths of this um, episode, but is there anything that's like heavy on your heart or light on your heart or something that you feel like we haven't talked about that you want us to like either swing back to or share before we kind of wrap our
1: time? Um, Support live theater so that we can get more jobs, I guess. (laughs) I think that's really it. I, I think, I think this whole thing is like, I think we've all really, really learned to trust our own instincts during this time. And look, we've all had people saying like, oh, don't be so uptight, you know, about COVID, about business stuff, about everything. And we've really had to learn to trust our own mm-hmm. moral compasses. And I just want to impart that. And I think like this is what this whole podcast is about, what you guys do, what I have to offer as a teacher, what you have to offer as a teacher, and also like what we have to offer as performers is just like. Yeah trust your own instincts always always that's really it i love that i mean that's
0: just like the universal lesson of all like when push comes to shove that's all you have right Mm -hmm. like i feel like it's people can tell you things left and right from every single angle and it's like when push comes to shove it's literally you and your own integrity and if you don't stand in that and you don't like know what you're what you stand for and then trusting that that means something to you in your Gut and core, then it's like, what is, what are you doing anyway? So I love that so much, and I think it's universally resonant. Yeah, so, and
1: I think that I can't wait to hear your your podcast with your other guest about boundaries because I think that yeah. ties into all of this too, and I can't wait.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's it's gonna be great. Yay. Um, I adore you. How can people respectfully? reach out find you and um if they want to work with you or they're curious about um voiceover just generally how are people what is the best way for people to get in touch
1: yeah uh we're on instagram at via workshop nyc you can always message us there and also check out our website voworkshopnyc.com, and you can subscribe and there's also just a button where you can email us there so we're Amazing. available on the interwebs
0: great i love Yay! it Thank you so much for
1: being here. Thank you, Jennifer. I love you.
0: I love you. It's always a blast when I get to have people on here that I've known for a while in really, really intimate ways. I hope that this conversation was one that you also were able to glean some joy, but also helpful tools about this industry and the voiceover space. If you like this episode, please rate, like, follow, and most importantly, review us. This allows us to continue releasing content that serves you best. If this wasn't up your alley, just let it slide. And if you haven't yet done so, please follow us on Instagram at Empowered Artist Collective, on TikTok at Empower Artist Collective. Find more information on our website at EmpoweredArtistCollective.com. Or feel free to shoot us an email at EmpoweredArtistCollective at Gmail in case you have any thoughts, feelings, concerns that you want to share in our direction. we love to hear it. As always, we are so, so grateful that you keep coming back and cannot wait to have you back again next week. Until then.